Thanks for downloading this episode from Teachers Talk Radio. You can find the full schedule and listen back to all our shows at ttradio.org. Enjoy the podcast. Just Finance Foundation proudly sponsors Teachers Talk Radio for Talk Money Week. Join us from Saturday the 4th of November for a week of incredible guests and thought-provoking discussions on how teachers can talk about money in the classroom. Tune in, be inspired and empower the future generation. Teachers Talk Radio, sponsored by Just Finance Foundation, helping children manage money wisely. Visit our website for the schedule and details, justfinancefoundation.org.uk. Welcome, everybody, to Teachers Talk Radio for Talk Money Week. We are delighted to be back with you once again for our week of shows, looking in particular at financial education. We are absolutely delighted once again to be joining you this evening to talk finance, money, and in particular this evening, innovation in financial education. In a moment, I'm going to hand over to Hannah who is a fantastic host at Teachers Talk Radio. You can listen back to any of her shows at ttradio.org. But just before I hand over to Hannah and also her guests, it would be great for me to mention the sponsor on tonight's show, which is the Just Finance Foundation. Now, if you want to find out a little bit more about the Just Finance Foundation, they are a national charity and they offer free financial education programs for primary schools uh, and secondary schools and schools across the UK. Now, if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about that, all you have to do is visit justfinancefoundation.org.uk. And this particular week is called Talk Money Week. And Teachers Talk Radio are running four special shows. One of them already happened on Saturday. It was absolutely fantastic. If you want to listen back to that one, you can go to the website, ttradio.org forward slash listen back, and you can check that one out. That was on Saturday with Tom Hopkins Burke. This one is with Hannah, and we've got two more shows coming up just this week as well. So we've got four shows in total to celebrate Talk Money Week with the Just Finance Foundation. I'm now going to pass over to our host with the most, Hannah Wilson. Good evening. Hello. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you loud and clear. I was like, this is my first faces. I've made it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very exciting. And I'm, and I'm excited today. Although I'm an art teacher, I am a secret maths geek. So I have my maths A-level. And uh, when my kids have finished their art exams, because we're super early, I then teach them maths and they get very shocked that that's what I then get Yay. them to do. So <laughs> they think they're done. I'm like, no, you're not. Um, so I'm super excited to talk to them. And, and from that aspect as well, but the fact that I've got a six-year-old and who is just discovering money more so so you can go spend it down the arcades but um it is that kind of i didn't realize quite how early they got into the idea of money um and i had a listen as well on saturday about all the talk about gaming and the different ways that they get into kind of loot boxes and things and and as a parent that was very useful to know what was coming up with that so there's some great shows (laughs) so far so i hope i can follow on and do this one justice um, I've got, we've got a couple of the speakers. I think we've got one more yeah. still to come. We've got um, Lisa Davis. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, she's the Senior Policy and Propositions Manager at the Money and Pension Service and working to help with children across the country develop money skills. And we've got 
Paul, oh no, Paul is in there. Uh, Paul Street um, and Emma um, both work at the Financial Education's Experts from the Just Finance for Nation. They bring their knowledge and expertise as teachers to deliver financial educational programmes that schools support across the UK. Paul has been working at the uh, financial education with uh, Just Finance for Nation since 2020. Prior to this, he spent over 30 years working in primary education as a teacher, a school leader and head teacher in Hampshire. Paul now works with schools across the Midlands, the east of England and Wales, helping them to implement financial educational resources into the school curriculum. And Emma has spent 11 years teaching in primary schools in London as a class teacher and middle leader, including being a PSHE coordinator for six years. She currently lives in Surrey and joined the Just Finance Foundation team in Surrey, supporting schools across London and the South East to establish financial education within their curriculum using the Lifesaver programme. So, thank you. Um, so we're going to be discussing tonight uh, innovation in financial education and how to support teachers and where teachers can get help and assistance. So um, should we have a little chat about kind of the current financial kind of educational context? What um, your experiences are with that? I don't know which one of you want to go first okay just because um i um i'm lisa davis i'm the senior policy manager at the money and pension service and i'm delighted to be here to talk to you about map's role in supporting the provision of financial education um in the classroom across a range of educational settings um as mentioned it is talk money week which is the money and pension service national campaign designed to get the nation talking about money right the way from pocket money uh, to pensions. So great uh, day to be here on, on day one of Talk Money Week. We have a, the organization has a statutory remit to uh, develop and coordinate a national strategy to improve the provision of financial education. And one of the ways we did that was to coordinate a, a financial wellbeing strategy. And um, one of the pillars of that or the, uh, the, the first pillar of that was supporting uh, the delivery of financial education for children and, and young people. So we're really uh, passionate about what we do. We know that having good financial skills um, as a child or a young person leads to greater financial well-being later in life. So, you know, delivery, if you support children to learn about money, you're more likely to have savings you're more likely to have access to a bank account and you're more likely to be say you're confident managing uh, your money so you know financial education um, really does promote financial well-being uh, for uh, you know as they trans as young people transition into independent living so um, that's really really exciting I'll say a couple more things before I pause and let everybody else speak but what is that i think um you know we talked about what somebody mentioned about um their their child six-year-old uh starting to learn about money in the home and we know that financial learning about money starts early so it starts at the uh, a very very young age children as young as three are observing um family um money in family context and as we go up there are those key teachable moments for children and young people to um, use practical uh, knowledge about financial um, at key transit key a key stages in their life 
i.e. receiving money as a as a birthday present or being involved in um, saving up for holidays or being involved in um, accessing uh, larger sums of money, for example, through their child trust funds. We also know that um, finance, good financial education works when it's delivered by trusted, trained uh, professionals and that could either be for example teachers trained to deliver it in the classrooms workshops brought in by experts delivered in the classroom or via um, trusted professionals in in youth group settings or through everyday learning in the home um, last two points from me is that Financial education is on the primary and secondary curriculum, so we're not saying that schools should be doing something in addition to what they already do. It is on the primary and secondary in Wales, Scotland and Northern Ireland and on, in, and on the secondary curriculum in England. Therefore, teachers um, and schools should be, should be teaching it, which means that you know, there's a real opportunity to be delivering financial education in the classroom. And the last two points for me before I pass back over to the Just Finance Foundation, where they tell you all of their exciting work they're doing in schools. Um, the Money and Pension Service provides guidance and toolkits for uh, schools, school leaders to embed financial education in the classroom. We also provide some planning framework, so looking at um, the areas, attitudes and skills that young people should be developing and we also co-funded a your money matters textbook which we delivered in conjunction with the money saving experts martin martin lewis so that's a whistle stop tour of what money and pension service has been doing oh and we also sorry look at ways of scaling things like teacher training and that's why we're working with just fair um just finance foundation on the a, a program of work they're going to talk to you about about in a moment where they're supporting delivery in the classroom so really great to be here i'm really looking forward to the q a session next thank you and i th i think that's it it's really important that we're kind of encouraging financial education in the classroom and um, I was I was having a little read in terms of, of what's available currently and what people's opinions are on it prior to the show and I found a teacher tap uh, survey from January this year and it was asking what the areas of maths teachers would like to take out and what they would like to add into the curriculum and by 40% so 40% of the teachers who answered um, said that they would like uh, financial elements to be added into the Maths Key Stage 4 curriculum because they don't feel it's it's covered enough. And I think it's it's such an important thing that we need to make sure our students are aware of so that when they go out into the wider world, they have more understanding. I know certainly from my own experiences, I didn't really understand about mortgages and, and credit cards and things until I actually went and got them. And even um, I have a mature student that I, I tutor in photography that's in her early 20s and she wants to save for a house but she didn't understand how mortgages work and although I was teaching her photography she asked me to explain knowing that I was selling my house how mortgages worked and how it works for them and and kind of things like pension contributions and things like that like unless you're having those conversations at home 
there's there's some students just aren't having those conversations and i think it's it is that idea that money starts very very early and we need to be equipping our students to make sure that they are getting an understanding of where um finance can take them and how they can kind of master it and have control of it as opposed to the other way around um i believe um emma do you want to have um a explain of kind of what you offer <laughs> absolutely and i think you kind of hit the nail on the head there as to why and how we were created um back in 2017 um and it was out of a desire and need um, and necessity really to develop a financially resilient nation. And that's our long-term aim is to provide our pupils who are one day, you know, shock horror gonna be grown-ups um, where they are gonna be able to manage their own finances. Um, we are so privileged and so proud to be able to work with primary schools up and down the country offering um, this resource, which actually, to be fair, we almost get a suspicious eyebrow raise when we explain it to head teachers and other teachers, um, other teaching um, members of staff that we are completely free, um, uh, comprehensive financial education resource for primary schools to use. Um, and it was because we've just seen this massive disparity as to where our financial education is coming from. Um, mainly, and again, from a number of CPD. Um, we're seeing that, like even still now, a large chunk of financial education is coming from the home and from parents, which is absolutely fantastic. And, and that's great and that's wonderful. But of course, we can, as educators, we can already read the writing on the wall that we're going to have a very uneven playing field for our pupils up and down the country. Um, we are really lucky to be in Wales. Um, we're increasing our presence in Scotland um, and we have got a large proportion of schools across England as well. And the feedback we get time and time again from our from our teachers is that um, just how different children's understanding um, of money is and children's experience of money is. And that's only heightened, especially with the, the current cost of living crisis as well. Um, so if, I think um, that's exactly it with the financial mm -hmm. crisis. It's it's money is being discussed more, and especially I think with mm -hmm. younger children, there's that whole idea of them asking for things. I want this. I want this, mm -hmm. and I, I'm no, I'm having that conversation with my child of of mummy can't quite afford that at the moment. Like maybe mm -hmm. that's a later mm -hmm. date, or you can save for it. Um, granted. Our idea of saving currently in our house is when we go to the arcades and we're saving up our tickets to get a bigger item as opposed to buying sweets mm -hmm, with them at mm -hmm. the start. But actually, I'm <laughs> like, that is that is he he was really frustrated at the start that he couldn't just get something. I was like, but if you save them up, then you can get the bigger prizes. Um, so I think it is that kind of understanding that climate of uh, it can happen yeah. quite early on is is great. Absolutely. It's fantastic. And I mean, I mean, I know you kind of say, you know, it's always oh, saving tickets, but actually that's the, a lot of our resources and our program and what we try and get across to our teachers when we are um, training them is that this program that we have is not necessarily, there's elements of the mechanics there, what I call the mechanics of maths, you know, um, if I've got this much, can I afford X, Y, Z? Um, but a lot of emotional implication that can be linked with money. And as we've heard um, from MAPS, uh, from the MAPS research um, and from what my colleague um, discussed on the show on Saturday, 
that behavior has been shaped so early on and those emotional links are, with money are being shaped so early on that our lifesavers program just helps children dissect those real life scenarios those real life situations where they're going to have to make these decisions about money um and as you know we kind of hit the nail on the head there earlier we don't want children going and being thrown into this when they get into secondary school in fact we want to leave them equipped confident and with a level of independence so that they can go and manage their finances as best as they can um, when they move into secondary school and that in turn is just has such a massive impact on their um on their physical and mental well-being and the beauty of the program is that we are increasingly being able to develop this training um, in front of um, to a number of different schools I mean since our since we started in 2017 we've trained over uh, we've trained 3171 teachers and been able to deliver a financial education program um, in their primary school which is a remarkable privilege and then we've even had that fantastic feedback um, from our teachers that 96% uh, of our teachers who've gone through the program now turn around and say that they feel confident in teaching financial education. So it's a way of just opening up the door um, to encourage these conversations, to um, encourage perhaps some of these slightly tricky topics to be discussed in a safe, nurturing environment. And that is what finances can be, um, especially if it's an adult trying to navigate all the different complexities within a classroom um, so we're really proud that our program has a that has um, a comprehensive um, program of work going from all the way from EYFS all the way up to year six um, which is great because we don't believe that finance financial education should be kept till the end of year six when they finish SATs, uh, finish SATs um, and they can perhaps do um, uh, an enterprise program, we would like them to be revisiting this topic, this really important vital topic throughout their time in primary school so that when they leave the, the school gates, so to speak, they are ready to take on um, these responsibilities as best as possible. And I think that's the great part about it is that it is a free resource. There's no sign of secret hidden kind of no. <laughs> thing that you've got to sign up and you've got to do this and this and this. It is it is a free resource and it's a well-planned resource. And that's the nice thing about it is that you can go straight in and use it. But you have this support and help and guidance to be able to understand how to use it. Yeah, and that's I mean, that's one of what we're really proud about is that we are a team of educators we've been in the classroom we know the demands we know how stretched for time teachers are so our job is to come in there and to um, help them understand the program as best as possible and through maps um, delivering that funding for us so that we are able to go and deliver that um, training we're able to just magnify and amplify this program um, at a rate of knots if i'm honest we are growing really rapidly um, which is fantastic but it, I think that in itself is underlining that more and more schools are seeing how important this topic is um, and how prevalent this topic is especially you know as we mentioned now in the cost of living crisis um, but we are incredibly proud and incredibly pleased that we've been able to get into um, be invited into as many schools as we have um, I mean currently we have about 202 um, 
active schools, which is just remarkable. Um, and we are increasingly growing with that too. So the fact that we can get in front of our colleagues and support them, um, as well as helping them map how this looks in their school um, is, is, I think, just showing the need, the desire, but also the fact that teachers are on board with this topic very much so. Because it's, it's, it's not just um, kind of worksheets and stuff as well. There's a, a assemblies and other things as well, isn't there? So it's, it's a whole package, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, I mean, even if we look at um, starting what we have for our EYFS and Key Stage 1 um, ch- um, children, we've got um, Milo's Money, which is a wonderful stimulus storybook. Um, and it's all about Milo and he's been given a little bit of money and he's got to decide what he um, what he does with that money. So we put the children in these, um, talk them through his scenario and what decisions he's got to make. Um, and each class, each um, EYFS and Key Stage 1 class would get their own physical copy of that um, along with um, their own cuddly Milo, which of course always goes down very well. Um, and again, it's just opening up that conversation of finances and decisions and sensible decisions, decisions and perhaps not why decisions um at such a young age and then that sets them up beautifully for when they move on to um further up the school and that's when they would come across our program um five big questions which is a whole school program and we find typically because milo's money is um a really comprehensive eyfs and key stage one program with assemblies with over 60 editable resources with um the curriculum guidance all mapped out um, we they they have then got a really lovely jumping off point to moving into um, our five big questions which are um, where does our money come from how does money make us feel what can we use our money for how does our money help other people and how can we look after our money so again we're really trying to embed that understanding of emotion linked with financial decisions as best as possible so again we would talk our teachers how through um, the resources that we have with that again you've got assemblies linked with that you've got the classroom resources linked with that you've got the learning objectives linked with that Um, and we would be incredibly uh, and we've had fantastic um, response to the program overall and actually we're at this stage now that because we have been around since 2017 we're starting to see that long-term learning embedded um, and that drip 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 approach which is of course the bread and butter of primary school right um, is keep coming keep revisiting this topic which we found teachers really like um, when they're using the program not just for one week but throughout the year um, and just allows their pupils to revisit, question, um, and understand this topic as best as possible. I was just listening to uh, listening into that and um, listening to what Emma was saying about um, about how teachers respond to my those money and and how uh, how attractive it is for people. And uh, um, it kind of reminded me a little bit that I was I was actually in a school this afternoon doing a staff meeting. Uh, for them about uh, getting involved in our resources and getting involved in it. And one of the things that the teachers there were really excited about and interested in was, uh, and I think it's one of the things that makes our programme unique, really, um, was the way that our resources are all linked to values as well. So getting those, uh, uh, whenever I talk to teachers about it, I always say that our values are kind of like the lenses that we look at learning about money through. And our values are generosity and thankfulness 
justice and wisdom. So that whole sort of idea of making wise choices and being fair in the things that we do and and so on is really integral to all our work. And those are the sorts of things that support all our learning to do with uh, with finances. Um, and that was really exciting, the group of teachers that I was talking to today. So uh, it's uh, it, it's really good to, to to hear that and to see that. And it kind of reminded me when when Emma just said about the um, the way that our emotions are linked to um, the things that we think about when we think about learning about money. Because that's it. It's, it's not just kind of like a throwaway lesson or just a cuddly toy. They're beautiful resources. So they're well illustrated. But it is that kind of deeper thinking around money and, and I guess the emotional impact of money. Because uh, especially with everything that's happening in the climate, that some children will, will not quite understand or will beginning to understand that maybe certain times of the month, parents might be more stressed when they're asking for things or might not be able to afford things or money might actually affect their mood and things like that. And it, it's getting them to understand how they feel when they can't afford anything or having to make those decisions and how those decisions impact them and their emotions. It's, it's, it's a lot of, um, kind of more involved in it than purely like you've got 10p and you buy something for 5p and you've got a 5p back. It's, it's a lot more deeper than that. And that's the bit that I've really enjoyed about it. I 100% agree with that. There's... Um... There's uh, a story that I that I often tell when I'm doing when I'm talking to to teachers, which is um, which emphasises how much emotions are involved and how much it, we connect with um, our feelings when we're when we're thinking about money. And it goes back to when I was five years old, which was a long time ago, back in 1971. Um, and I tell the story about how at the time I'd been saving up for a little matchbox car that was in the newsagents around the corner. And my dad came downstairs and said, all the money's changing, because, of course, uh, in 1971 was when we moved to our current decimalized system. Uh, and I can remember now being absolutely distraught because I thought that I wasn't going to get my toy car because my dad just said that the money, that the money was changing. Um, and, uh, of course, that didn't happen. I did get my car. But it, it's it stuck with me for, um, you know, a, a, 51 years 52 years now that 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 feeling that was that was that was part of that uh, and I think it's really important to address that with children and and with adults really that um you know it is inextricably linked and that's the thing if you can have a positive relationship with money that's going to kind of stay with you with your life Absolutely. but if you if you're constantly in this kind of battle of i don't have enough or how can i afford that you don't understand how to save or perhaps like later in life when you get beyond school and then get credit cards but you don't pay it off and how interest works it can it can have a real negative impact on someone's well-being so i think setting them up to have a positive relationship with it is something that education needs to do 100 percent, yeah absolutely 100 percent. what one of one of uh, my favorite things that that we've heard here from a teacher is one of our teachers um in nottinghamshire which is where i live um said uh, a while ago to us that they really liked our resources because it enabled children to not just make quick financial calculations but also focus on whether those calculations or those decisions are wise ones and I think that's a really brilliant sort of uh, approach to take to it isn't it sort of like you know, emphasizing that positive thing uh, I know why I'm doing this I've got the confidence to, to make this decision uh, and that's what it's all about. Can I ask you to expand a bit on the the five 
big questions and how you kind of deliver those? When we look at five big questions, it's um, making sure that we are given the opportunity for every year group to come back and revisit those questions. Um, so it's a mixture of using, yeah, yeah, a mixture of using PSHE um, objectives with you know sprinkles of maths through there as well. But again, we're trying to hone in on getting children to make wise decisions, not necessarily quick decisions. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, Paul, or. or uh, absolutely one of the, no no one of the things that i one of the things that i rattle on about with the five big questions that i really love about them is the fact that they are so based on an emphasis of developing speaking and listening and i think that is a really important thing with children um that you get children to get to grips with these concepts by talking about them um, I mean, that has so many implications when we're thinking about developing mm -hmm. our financial understanding as well, doesn't it? Because it's mm -hmm. opening up a subject which people find difficult to talk about and giving children the tools that they need to actually have those discussions and have those conversations. And so much of the five big question materials are based on having those conversations with the children, getting them thinking about things, posing them interesting scenarios I, I used to do a lot of mm -hmm. philosophy for children when i was teaching and there's some really really good meaty questions in there that children can get to grips with you know it's uh, it's it's really good 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 stuff yeah i think if you flip it on its head and you think of i'm thinking about when i was in the classroom and what our overall aim was and our overall aim was to prepare our children for their future role in society and I, I always think there's no better place for that than a primary school classroom because it's nurturing, it's safe, it's small numbers, the children know each other for years. But actually, those five big questions allow children, exactly what Paul's just said, hit the nail on the head there with, um, we throw them a scenario and they can practice it. We throw them a scenario, they can explore it. And we throw them a scenario and they can question it. And that's what I know teachers have really enjoyed, having that opportunity to just allow that time in the classroom um, with the programme. But I think that's really what Five Big Questions does incredibly well, is just help continue that journey of, a, of that never ending journey of a primary school teacher of preparing our children for them to take their role in society. Just Finance Foundation proudly sponsors Teachers Talk Radio for Talk Money Week. Join us from Saturday the 4th of November for a week of incredible guests and thought-provoking discussions on how teachers can talk about money in the classroom. Tune in, be inspired and empower the future generation. Teachers Talk Radio, sponsored by Just Finance Foundation, helping children manage money wisely. Visit our website for the schedule and details, justfinancefoundation.org.uk. I think it's that idea of where money comes from I find really interesting, because actually I was chatting um, to my sister, my my 13-year-old uh, niece, we were like, well, what do you want to be? What do you, what do you want to kind of do after school and she's like oh i'll just live at home and and then eventually i'll get everything when mum and dad die and it's like they're not going to die anytime soon you are going to have to have a job and work <laughs> it's it's like it's really interesting that they don't even aren't even they, i don't know whether that's covid just being at home and everything's just kind of provided for them in this over yeah. the last few years that they're like not actually able to think about kind of where that comes from and how much yeah. effort it takes to be able to take it from there um whereas opposed to my son bless him i had he's he's had a little growth spurt and he's out outgrown his bike and he desperately wants a new bike and i'm like 
I'm in the process of moving house and my mortgage has exponentially increased because <laughs> yeah. I can't lock it in. And I'm like, yeah. when we move house and mummy has more money, then I can buy a, um, you a new bike. And now he he's yeah. he's changed the way he speaks. And he's like, when he wants something, it's like, when we move and we have money, can we? <laughs> and it, I like the fact that he, he doesn't just go, can I have this? He's, he's, he's already putting the pre-words in, so I can't say no straight away. So they do, it do, they do absorb it quite oh. a lot, even from a young age. But it is that, yeah. like you said, it needs to develop as they go through the years and they're still constantly having these conversations about how their relationship with money changes. And I guess that's the question too of, how does money make them feel because yeah. as we grow older we have different relationships to money there's that I, my friend has much older children who have uh, teenagers and who wanted the next uh, is it north face coat that's like 200 pounds mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. they all want for christmas and i don't mm -hmm. necessarily think they understand how like how many hours that would take for your parents to to um work and and save yeah. that money and and they don't necessarily have as teenagers that link between kind of that's how many hours somebody would have to work in order to earn that and i think that the kind of that idea that money doesn't grow on trees we we are we do i've i've lived abroad and and kind of worked uh, in townships in south africa and stuff and actually the kids there were the happiest kids i've ever met in the world um even though they had nothing um and they didn't want and they didn't ask for anything they just wanted to kind of spend time with us and have photos and dance and and play sport mm -hmm. Um, so we definitely come from a culture of I need this, everything's replaceable. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we necessarily as a country have a good relationship with money. Um, and I think that, that we now kind of mm -hmm. do need to improve that in our education system to make sure that, that people are having a better relationship with money. And it's about Absolutely. facilitating those conversations, isn't it? Uh, and, and normalizing those conversations really, I think, because um, like you say, it, it is something that so many people find difficult to talk about. Um, and and I, I wonder why that is. Is it because um, in the past we've been worried about it, about, um, about how it looks? Is it because we don't know enough about it? It's, it's difficult. And I think the important thing for us is to, um, is to normalise those conversations and facilitate that happening in the classroom. I was just going to say I think it's you know even just from the very beginning when we look at um Milo's money I mean the whole concept of it is that he's done he starts off with he's he's done a like some chores to earn the money yeah. that he's been given so it's even from a very early age it's kind of we're trying to embed and again through those values of wisdom generosity thankfulness and justice that are embedded throughout all our resources um it's just about trying to get children to understand that money isn't just about oh stuff and this can buy me stuff and this buys me happiness because actually really there's so much more rooted in that and we want them prepared for that going into um their their later their later life really yeah yeah and it's it's brilliant actually using milo's money um interesting coming back to that emma it, it's really interesting seeing children's responses to that um a, a while ago i had the privilege of going in and reading Milo's money to a class of reception um, foundation <laughs> two children, which which was amazing um, uh, because the comments that they make, I mean, they're just unfiltered, aren't they? Um, and, and and they are brilliant. And and the, the things they pick up on 
um, are so so deep, really. And uh, I think it's really important to have something like that, which means that we can foster that uh, within the children, get those inquiring minds going and uh, and free up their conversations. I think it's it's good to have, like you said, that safe place that we is because we do have a bit of a stigma that like talking about money isn't a done thing. But actually, we do need to talk about money much more. And also that idea of where to go to help uh, and where to look for help if you have issues later on. But also yeah. kind of that idea of of how long it takes to get something. And I think um, there's there's lots of things, aren't there, that say that actually kind of the journey of how long you work and how how you save actually makes you appreciate the thing a lot more than if you were just gifted it and given it and actually mm -hmm. that process of earning something yourself is also um a really important aspect that children learn mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah, definitely. absolutely and the, the number, the fifth question was, how can they look after their money? Now, this one I'm intrigued about because I, I don't quite know how to, other than the piggy bank in the, in, in the bedroom uh, that has been painted beautifully with multiple colours and has, has then been glazed into some kind of lovely brown colour um, that we all have on our shelves. Um, what can we kind of get our children to think about in terms of how they save and can look after money and it's not this I've got it so I must spend it kind of attitude. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we come from with um, with again going back to Milo's money with the, the, the premise of the book was um, to get children to understand that if you've got money you have choices um, and that's that's the important thing. And, and everything that you decide to do with money is a choice. It's a conscious act. It's a conscious choice that you're, you're making. Um, and we wanted to get that across to children, really, to, to, for them to start thinking about um, what choices are available. And some of those choices, um, we, we put a, a sort of value judgment on them sometimes, don't we? So, we, you know, you could think that spending might not be a positive choice, but, it, but sometimes it is, isn't it? And sometimes it, it, it is a good thing. But then sort of bringing in things like saving, what you say, is just so important because um, if, if we can get children to develop that habit of saving now, then uh, that's going to stand them in really good stead later on in life. Mm -hmm. And actually, I'm wearing my PSHE coordinator hat there, and I think it's yeah, in inevitability <laughs> there. It doesn't come up, or it's inevitable that um, actually that is so so um, important when we think about their future physical and mental well-being. Um, we had um, you know the episode on Saturday where we talked about um, gambling. I think it just shows you how intrinsic it, it you know finances are linked. Um, with your well-being um, so the sooner we can get children to be aware of it not hounded by it by any means and by no sense you know I, I always think when I'm doing my training with the uh, teachers you know a lovely message to get across to our pupils is okay you've been given a pound lovely well you know any of it great have a lovely time and maybe pop that 5p to one side and the whole idea is that over time they're going to see that that gives them freedom with choices um, and that independence and inevitably their confidence grows with that as well so it's very much not a much like our overall program it's not a quick fix at all when we have an ambition to create a financially resilient nation but the idea that this is something that schools and teachers can come back to every year is a reliable um, resource which has been designed by teachers for teachers 
um, we are incredibly uh, lucky that we get to do this for a job, if I'm honest. Um, but mm. we can see over time that that's going to have an impact across the number of schools, the number of pupils that we're getting in front of. Um, it's definitely it's definitely a long term project. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that's what's really good about it is the fact that it does recap and, and link in as they go through the years. So it's kind of retrieving that information. Mm -hmm. But like you said, and again, kind of linking back with Saturday show, I find it really interesting. Um, I uh, studied at Norwich University of the Arts and they have um, a user interaction degree, which I always say that if I'd get to go back to uni, that would be the one I'd do now. Um, mm -hmm. And I find it really interesting that even like the shade of red they use to have alerts on phones was massively researched to make sure they got the right shade to make people more likely to click on it and and the fact that kids are so much into gaming now there's so much technology but it's actually a little bit out of their hands and in the fact that they are this kind of addictive kind of scrolling kind of kind of gambling nature that's kind of almost put into them quite early that they must win or they must spend it they must get this next bit um that actually we just need to get them to think about that that it is fine to just go actually i'm going to stop here i'm going to save that um I, you don't need to spend it all you don't it's that whole like when you when you go oh you've got 10p left and they'll run around and try and find something for 10p that actually you can kind of take a step back and go right let's save that for next time and kind of having a better relationship with money is really important incredibly so incredibly so definitely yeah. I, I am going to put my 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 uh, arts faculty head. I'm very excited to know about this one. Your your money box productions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so well, yeah. Do you know? I'm really excited about that one as well um, because um, I, I love doing drama work with children, and um, the the whole idea of money box productions came about from quite an interesting source really it kind of started with us thinking about how we can help schools to get messages about learning about money across to parents uh, and we know how difficult it is sometimes um, getting uh, getting lots of parents in to hear a message into school so what we we looked at was we we thought well you know if you can get children performing parents love to see children performing um, so that's where 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 Moneybox Productions was was kind of born from, really, um, with the idea now being that each we've we've written some stories. Each one of those stories aligns with each of the big questions. Um, so there's a story about where money comes from. There's a story about how money makes us feel, etc. Um, and the children can improvise their own little plays from those scenarios and those stories. Um, and learn a bit more about that particular big question from it. So I just think it's a it's another interesting vehicle to get those uh, those ideas across through. Absolutely. I love it because you're you're, you're right. Parents want to see those those school plays. So Absolutely. why not one about money? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then that kind um, of generates that conversation at home as well that they can take what they've learned home and have those conversations around the dinner table. Well, we've put together in the pack, we've put together a load of things that schools can use to help them as well for that. So we've made little flyers that they can give out to parents which have got ideas on for, you know, this is what you can do at home to talk to your children about money. These are the sorts of activities you can get going. So we tried, just tried to help in that way, I think. That's really interesting. 
that's really interesting, Paul. Um, the Money and Pension Service, we also run a service uh, to support parents and carers to talk to their children about money. So we have a uh, online um, support platform called Turf Talk Learn Do, which provides parents with bite-sized content for them to work through with their, their children and young people. So that chimes with um, what we're doing doing as well and then um, one last thing obviously it's talk money week so we are encouraging all of the uh schools across the the uk to do one thing so that would be really good if you could um download the uh map uh, resource pack for Talk Money Week, which provides tools and tips for delivering financial education in the classroom, and then also uh, work with and look at the Just Fair Finance Foundation resources uh, specifically aimed at primary age children. Can you tell us where to find that, Lisa? The the map was it maps? Yeah, so sorry, the Money and Pension Service. We have yeah. a um, that's the website. And you can go on to TalkLearn, forward um, slash TalkLearnDo. You'll be able to, that's the digital uh, TalkLearnDo resource. And you'll yeah. also be able to find um, the Talk Money Week uh, resource pack if you just Google Money and Pension Service Talk Money Week um, schools, yeah. schools pack. Yeah, perfect. Pass back to Hannah. Um, and, and we've we've also got a similar one, a similar place on our website too, with the resources that we've been doing for Talk Money Week. So you just need to go to justfinancefoundation.org forward slash talk hyphen money hyphen week, and then you can sign up for our digital download as well. I've um I've just downloaded the um the maps pack so they're they're really great they're like little sessions so they they'd be perfect for kind of tutor times or kind of little and they've got loads of questions and again it's just it's kind of getting children to talk about those different aspects and getting them to kind of reflect on the different areas and and what they kind of learn about money but also how different people have different effects with with money and i think that's the thing anything any resources that are free that teachers can get access to that can add to their curriculum and build these conversations because i i think especially with the cost of living crisis that that money is going to be one of those areas that are, are going to be talked about at home or are going to create a lot of pressures at home and is going to be on students minds more than we perhaps Kind of anticipate and and the fact the pressures of of money on on families and and i think it's one of those quite often schools are the places that parents actually turn to for support when they get to a point it'll be the teachers in those meetings where they'll kind of admit that they're struggling and don't know how to kind of support themselves when they, things do get tough and and things don't look like they're getting any better anytime soon either um so i think if we can support the students but also kind of encourage those conversations but also in kind of parent bulletins and parent letters be able to direct parents as well to where they can get support um we're kind of doing a wider job within the community which is really important so the, you've got um i was just looking at the other ones you've got um because you've got a savings club as well uh, on the just finance um foundation page yes yes we've um we were originally set up um when uh, the charity first came into being to help uh, help schools set up savings clubs 
Um, and um, they, these are done in conjunction with uh, local credit unions, if we can get a relationship going with some of those. And I think you've got a show coming up um, later on in the week, haven't you, where I think our, our colleague, one of our colleagues, Danielle, is, is going to be um, uh, talking with somebody from a credit union about just that. <laughs> I've got the uh, I've got another one on Thursday so we're doing um finance for um special educational needs which will be really interesting as well. So I I'm loving all the different aspects that we're going to cover this week and and show kind of the different ways that we need to kind of consider finance because it's one of those things that massively affects people's lives and not just and students it's teachers parents everybody so it's important that we're having those conversations um so um you've got um obviously all these lovely provisions um and um you're getting like lots of feedback from the teachers that they're having really good responses um and um we're thinking about how kind of the financial education provides that on based on current statistics with your work what kind of um kind of aspects are you getting kind of feedback are you getting that this is really um effective yeah we're seeing that um over we've we've got 99% of our survey teachers agree that financial education for primary school students is important so that's great we feel like that's half our battle um who's already been met but um what we have found is that our they that's still 99% of those um teachers that we've said it surveyed have found that our resources have supported them to provide students with key life skills um and much like we've talked about earlier you know the, these financial skills are imperative for them being able to succeed um, as they grow older um, so we're incredibly proud of that and then we were also and I promise I'm not making these up but we do also have like 99% of our survey teachers agree that our Lifesavers programme helped them achieve positive education outcomes for students which really goes straight to the heart to be honest because I think that's essentially why we've been created is to try and make a real difference to these pupils who have been modelled um, this behavior that is not necessarily quote unquote normal uh, when we have um, various difficulties taken out of some households. Um, so we are really pleased that our teachers have found through our program and through the training that they've received um, and through the fact that they have a really open dialogue with each of us. Um, I mean, where they're financial, we, we are, myself and Paul are financial, um, education delivery coordinators so we are linked directly with schools um, in our areas and we have an open dialogue um, with all of them and we get you know kind of live feedback as they're going through the program and then if there's anything that we need to respond to or tweak um, we are really lucky that we're able to do that again using our experience of being in the classroom um, but we are I think I mean as as kind of pulls hit the hit the nail on the head there with just that we are growing increasingly rapidly um and as a consequence we are getting more and more schools able to use this um resource i mean i mentioned earlier we currently have 202 um schools um who are currently active in using our program um, in 2023 alone, we had uh, 130, well, so far, 135 sign-ups, uh, sign um, which is, again, remarkable. And, I mean, we currently have 
53,257 students being reached by this um, program, which again is remarkable um, and something that we hope. Again, it's not a, it's not a it's not a quick fix. It's not a short term fix that we're looking at this. This is very much something that we hope is going to um, have long term ambitions for our pupil uh, our pupils as well as our teachers. Um, but we're really proud of our statistics and also the fact that we've had quite a far reaching um, program so far and uh, long may that continue really. <laughs> so are there kind of opportunities for staff to do things kind of online digitally um, or is it that you always go into the schools? No, not at all. So we, um, because we oversee regions, so I myself, I cover London in the southeast, um, we um, would primarily offer CPD um, sessions and introduction sessions, which is true. We get to know a school, they would sign up for a little introduction chat. Um, we would do that via Teams. We would do that at a time that works for the teacher. We would do that before school, in the middle of school, at the end of school, whatever works for them. We're very, very flexible um, because we know that there is no time <laughs> in the uh, timetable. Um, so that would primarily take place um, online unless it happens to be that a school is very near us. Um, but it's it's not necessarily feasible <laughs> for us to be um, jotting all around just because we are growing at such a rate of knots as I mentioned but primarily it's all done online but the beauty of that is it means that it can be reorganized uh, at the drop of a hat because let's face it we never know what the day in the life of a primary school teacher is going to hold um, but it also does mean that we can be in and out of um, your teacher's um classroom as quickly as possible just to um introduce them to the the program give them a quick chat through and then leave it to them to see if they'd like to sign up if they would like to sign up we then have um a cpd session where we would train the members of staff up um and help support them throughout the year it's very much not a right we're done with you and gone guys <laughs> we're on <laughs> we're on we're on demand basically all year um which is a, as i mentioned earlier a pleasure and a privilege to be honest because this is all generated from funding isn't it but you like you said there's such a demand for it is there anything that you're kind of hoping to do and expand into I think our we're we're, con, we're we're I've got to say we're a really creative team. Everybody that works on the team are amazing. Um, uh, is uh, our our team meetings when we're together are are just such a bundle of ideas. Um, and and um, I think our manager uh, Laura quite rightly is um, kind of uh, getting us to focus on 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 things at the at the appropriate times. So, um, yeah, our next stage really is we've, we started talking about the Moneybox Productions drama, drama thing. Um, that's our kind of uh, our next resource that we're piloting at the moment with, uh, with, with, with a small number of schools um, so that we can get some more information about that. Because we, we do believe in being very much evidence based as well. So, you know, we want to get that evidence in that it's working, that it's meeting a need. Uh, and then if that's the case, then there will be the next thing that we put out uh, to all our schools. You know, so it's kind of like um, taking the appropriate steps and, uh, and, and fostering that creativity. But it really is an amazing team to be part of. I do feel very, very fortunate. And, and what's kind of been the feedback from school leaders? Like, how do they feel kind of having experienced it on a whole school level? 
Well, after I they stop questioning oh, my three. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say the same thing. <laughs> There's always suspicion. I was at a head teachers conference a few um a few uh, last month actually, and when I would you know just explain what the program was, there was lots of eyebrows being raised with. But what's the catch? Um, so after they after they get over that shock, uh, that very welcome discovery. Um, to be honest, they are it's it's very hard for them often to walk away from it um because they are they are they can see that it's a program that's been designed by teachers for teachers as i say um but they are really happy that they're coming this is coming from education professionals um that it's comprehensive that it's pulled from the national curriculum that it's flexible it can be used as and when schools see fit um which in today's education climate climate i think is a necessity for staff welfare um and staff well-being and you know paul just mentioned there about money box productions and, and we're trialing that and we're getting feedback from that but also one of the things we want feedback from is you know can we tweak it can we improve it and um, we want to listen to yeah. our colleagues on the front line so to speak um, yeah. and that's something i'm really proud of um when working for just finance foundation that is something that we take to heart that we are we've been there we've we've got the t-shirt and now our job is to support um and help deliver this topic as best as we can really um but yeah, yeah. Gen generally once the eyebrows come back down they're they're ready to go for it <laughs> i think you know when when um speaking from sort of my time in uh as a head teacher i i really loved stuff stuff like this um, because you, you kind of got as a school and uh, all, all the adults working in the school could get behind it because it gave you a real sense of providing for a need. And I think that's something that naturally schools, uh, people who work in schools really want to do. Um, so it's something that you can get behind as a school. It's something that makes you feel distinctive um, as a school as well. So, yeah, really good. And I also would have liked the fact that the resources are free. <laughs> <laughs> it's what every, every school wants to hear with their budgets at the moment. And 100%. I, and <laughs> and is, is there, obviously, there's, they can get in contact with you through the website. But like you said, is, are there events that they can catch you out to talk to you about, to learn more about it? Yeah, we're constantly trying um, to uh, get involved in as many sort of um, as as many sort of avenues as as we can. Really, we we get involved in uh, in in network meetings um, that, that some teachers hear hear about us through um, in, uh, in in sort of groups of schools, trust meetings, those sorts of things. Um, we've uh, we've started going along this year to um, to some education shows and fairs. So yeah, we're we're trying to um, to make sure that we stay visible. And that's the thing. I, I like the fact that you're. You, it's almost you, you show your confidence by being like, "We want all the feedback. We we're, we're yeah. so confident in it that it, it's going to do what it says on the tin, and it's going to be easy to deliver and provide these great resources and great conversations with the students. But they're also 
you you guys are always happy to develop and adapt which is mm -hmm. like very like it's it's the qualities of a good teacher isn't it that um yeah. we're able to kind of change and adapt and things are you finding that i'm I'm curious this is a little bit off piece but i'm curious um with the different regions do you find that the different regions have different kind of needs as opposed to it being a national thing um i found because i'm i'm reasonably i joined in july um so I guess I'm coming at this from uh, a different angle, but I think what I have seen is that there's some regions who perhaps have their own, have developed their own thing or perhaps have an established relationship with a bank. Um, but actually when they then learn about us, they, they see that it's so comprehensive and it's so kind of meticulous in, in the details that we've been able to provide for our, our staff um, that take part in it, that, when they do sign up there there tends to then be a bit of a ripple in the area so um for instance i've had um quite a few number of schools sign up um in in essex recently and that is generally because i've had one or two sign up and then there's been a, a trickle through there and that's generally as paul said through uh, network meetings or through newsletters that we've uh, gone out or council newsletters um are becoming more and more frequent um which is fantastic again because we have the evidence now to prove and show um how effective we are um but there's not i i wouldn't say from my from my experience but this is you know <laughs> paul feel free to shoot me down here um no not in the slightest <laughs> yeah no i'm not going to shoot you down i i think um i think there's this uh i i would totally echo what you said emma i, I don't think that you can ever understate the power of um, validation by a fellow professional you know so once you once you've got a once you once you've got a, a foothold in an area and people know how you work um, then recommendations um, are are a really reliable way of, of breaking into more schools so yeah we do rely on uh, on on the goodwill of our teachers for, for that without a shadow of a doubt um, well, thank you so much for ev all, everything you've told us. I'm, I'm going to open this up if anybody wants to come on and ask any questions and put you guys to the test uh, or ask anything about any resources or anything. Do feel free to uh, join in the show. Um, I'll see whether anybody's brave enough on this Monday evening. Um, no, if not, I will keep asking you some more questions. Um, maybe I should challenge you. Which, which, what's your favourite aspect of it all? Because I know you've you've not been uh, in it very long, Emma. But what's your been your mm -hmm. favourite bit that you've learnt um, or developed within it? I think, if I'm honest, it's working with other teachers. Um, and I know that might sound very twee, but we are. I always remember when I first started teaching. Um, my one of my bosses, one of my, I think it was a deputy head, turned around and said, genuinely, you get the best of the best in teaching. And I actually echo that. I've been a teacher for 11 years here. And I think stepping away from teaching, it wasn't just necessarily, um, you know, about necessarily leaving the, t the children, although that was, that's hard. It's actually le leaving your colleagues. Now, really lucky that we have, um, a team of of educators um, working in uh, JFF um, but also I think just getting in front of schools and getting in front of teachers and building their confidence and getting them to understand you know 
some of the research uh, in a very light touch way. By no means are we <laughs> stood at the front on the but what we are doing is just trying to make their lives a little bit easier. And as I said earlier, I, I absolutely love the fact that I can see that this is a charity and that this is something that really puts them anywhere the mouth is and that we've got to make these resources work for our teachers. They have got to be flexible. They've got to be reliable. They've got to be high quality and they've got to make their lives easier. And that has just been such a joy to be able to see that this is some, you know, a, a place that does do that for their teachers. Um, so getting in front of the teachers is I think um, is is the best absolutely and of course having a lovelier Monday morning catch up with my uh, wonderful colleagues as well. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, what about you? Have you got a favourite aspect of the project? I, well, yeah, I mean, so many really, but I, I would say exactly rather boring, but I, I'd say exactly the same as uh, as you just heard from Emma. I think once you've been in teaching and you realise what fantastic creative beings teachers are, um, having the opportunity to talk to them and to discuss things like this and to to to, to think about what the um, what what you can do with these resources is always the best thing. Um, possibly only ever trumped by the opportunities you get to go in and actually. Um, talk to children as well. So, you know, recently I've I was able to I, I had a, the most amazing day of my time with uh, JFF when I was able to go up to a school in the northeast and spend a spend a, half a day with them uh, doing a bit of case study work with a videographer and um, we were interviewing children and interviewing teachers and just hearing the children talk about what what is important to them about money was just brilliant because, uh, well, children say the best things, don't they? They really do. So, yeah, it's uh, that, that to me is, is, is where I really get my kicks in this job, I think. Um, we've had a comment from Travis. He said, your resources made them uh, see the worth beyond the coins, inspiring work. So uh, it, it just shows that it, is, it is, does have an impact. Thanks, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> I sounded like I know Travis. I don't know Travis. <laughs> You're giving that tenor later, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, Sin, did you want to ask a question? Uh, hello, sorry, I've just joined a, a few minutes ago. I didn't I didn't know this was uh, this was on. Um, and it's not so much of a question, but just perhaps a, a su suggestion. I don't know. Hopefully it'll be a good one. Um, so, I mean, can I just check, has anyone mentioned or spoken about the LIBF courses so far? No, uh, no, don't no, we Okay, I'll, I'll add my two pence then. So, um, I teach, in fact, I'm the lead teacher of my school now of the uh, LIBF, so the London Institute of Banking and Finance. They run um, some post-16 courses in financial studies, um, and they're, they're excellent courses, um, and without sitting here talking about government reforms and so on um which is quite tempting um basically the, the, that course is now stopping thanks to some of the post-16 reforms that are announced but um in in the place of that i've had to sort of try and find some alternatives to, to fit some financial education in somewhere um and i'm thinking this is a bit easier for me because i'm a form tutor um but 
I, I would just recommend people to to um, let their form loose on uh, the website Money Saving Expert at some point um, by Martin Lewis. I just think them having that um, their own time to just go and explore and ask questions about what these concepts and what these things mean. Um, it would, to be honest, it would just be a nice exercise for you to see how much these children know or want to know. Um, so I thought I would add my two pence because I found that quite a nice exercise to do. Yeah, we had um, Lisa on earlier uh, from the um, Money Savings and Pensions oh, okay. Services, and she was saying about the resources that they've um, created in uh, working with Martin Lewis mm. and things that he's been creating and, and the resources that people are able to get hold of. And his, his campaigning has been great trying to get financial education into schools. Um, and, and, and that's what we're kind of discussing tonight with the um just finance for nation that they're more primary school based but i think it's important across both pri primary and secondary to be having these conversations uh, yeah okay no, that's interesting i'm glad is it a jff right i think i've seen them around so do, uh, can i just check like, do you come into schools then and give talks is that what it is no we don't um, we don't come into schools and do talks what we do is we uh, primarily train teachers so okay. we we provide resources uh for teachers to use with the children oh no nice. and we provide training for teachers to 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 uh, to do them um so yeah i, I, we're, I we're know what you do. yeah yeah thank you um, and and I think that's the thing, isn't it? Like tutor time is a great time, especially for secondary schools, to have those conversations. But I think in primary school, it is it kind of needs to be one of those slightly more more fun things to kind of have going on. And um, and that's the thing you've got you've obviously got the cuddly toy lure uh, that would be definitely my, my my son's go to thing. I don't know how my child fits in his bed with the number of cuddly toys that he has. But there's also the kind of the the storybook and the the online games and things but the family resources as well it's it's the whole you you don't just kind of like here's a workbook and we'll tell you how to do it there's there's you've just really thought about all the different ways that we as teachers need to deliver it but also how to engage the students uh, and the way that kind of learning is developing and making sure they're really interacting with it but also the kind of emotional side of finance that kids need to engage with as well absolutely Um, so if there's no other questions, if anybody else wants to ask anything, now is your moment. If not, I will thank our lovely um, guest speakers. And thank you so much for joining me on our Talk Money Week. Um, and we've got more shows. Uh, Tom's um, here on Wednesday um, with a show. And I'm back on Thursday talking about um, kind of financial education um, and educational needs and how that needs to um, be delivered slightly differently and how we can cater for their needs. So um, do join in the rest of the week on um, here on Spaces um, with Teacher Talk Radio. And thank you very much for joining me tonight. Thank you very much. Thanks. It's been great. You've been listening to Teachers Talk Radio. Tune in live and listen back at ttradio.org. We look forward to hearing from you next time on Teachers Talk Radio.